Jay Book with us. Buck nuts. Jay Book, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Are you ready? You alert? I'm here. Had a question earlier. Who's better? Now, this would have to be a prime time comparison because there's an age disparity. Marvin Harrison Jr. or Julio Jones? Wow. That is is a great uh, comparison there. Right now, I mean, Julio (laughs) Jones, when he was in college, he was an absolute monster. But the way I look at it now, I just think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a more modernized uh, Julio Jones. I just think that the way Marvin goes about his business as a player, learning from his Hall of Fame father, uh, the work ethic that he has, just – you know, being around the program, hearing about Ohio State and hearing about the, the things that he does, Ryan Day had to basically kick this kid out of the facilities late at night. I mean, coaches are in there 9, 10 o'clock at night having meetings. Somebody goes in here as they're trying to shut down the facilities and say Marvin's still in there uh, getting after it and, and with the jump machines and everything. So right now I would say I give a slight edge to Marvin Harrison Jr. And the reason I say that, is because he is extremely polished right now after a sophomore campaign. And a lot of that is because of his father, obviously. And secondly, he is probably working with the best wide receiver coach in college football and Brian Hartline. I just looked, just to refresh myself, this is 24-7. Marvin Harrison was a four-star top 100 recruit, but he was ranked 14th at his position. (laughs) <laughs> unbelievable you know i mean at the at, at the time uh you know Ohio state had this quarterback kyle mccord in the fold and he was labeled a five-star right and you throw on the tape and you just watch marvin harrison jr just absolutely destroying high school kids and all of the Ohio state fans are just questioning when the message board's like why is this kid not a five-star i mean you look at the size you look at the route running it was way ahead of the curve for a high school kid, so that was a head scratcher for everyone. His ranking coming out of coming out of high school. Number one, by the way, is Emeka Egbuka, who he, he he's fantastic, right? I mean, he <laughs> I mean, when he's right, he's a hell of a player. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought Emeka had a had a great year. I know he gets a little overshadowed from Marvin. Yeah, But Emeka is another guy that had over 1,000 yards. He's going to be in line to be a potential first two-round draft pick after this year. A lot of people don't know that he was, he was really banged up down the stretch of the season. I mean, the guy could barely lift his arm over his head. He was having shoulder issues, but he still grinded it out, and he was putting up big numbers behind Marvin uh, with teams for Ken on Marvin and rolling the safeties over top with some double coverage. And Mecca was there to really uh, get the offense out of trouble with C.J. Stroud. Tom in Myrtle Beach, Heartline promoted to offensive coordinator, so will Day finally give up the play calling? I don't think Day's going to fully give up the play calling. I know Ohio State fans this year, there was a lot of frustration in some of the big games, especially the Michigan game. There are a lot of times where you're watching Ohio State and you just felt like the offense really didn't get into a rhythm. They weren't really setting up plays to be executed later in the game. But that Georgia game, the way Ryan Day called that game, I had tweeted at the time, Bill, I said, Ryan Day 
is absolutely putting Kirby Smart in the blender with their offense. I mean, you're putting up 40-some points on the Kirby Smart defense. That tells you right there that he was on top of his game. The question is, will Ohio State get that same type of aggressive approach next year? I do think he will take somewhat of a step back, and I, I think it's critical that he does, Bill. The defense really needs a little bit more of his attention. From what I've been told, he's locked into that offensive meeting room primarily at the time when their coaches are having meetings. He's giving the reins to Jim um, Knowles to take over that defensive leadership room. He's pretty hands-off. I just think if you want to be a successful head coach, you've got to have a little bit more input on the defense, especially the way the defense performs against Michigan and Georgia down the stretch. Could this team potentially be the best Buckeye team under Ryan Day? I don't think so. Uh, You look at the 2019 team, uh, when you had Justin Fields there, you had all of the wide receivers. When you had Jamison Williams, you had Chris Olave, you had Garrett Wilson as your wideout, um, and then you had J.K. Dobbins as your running back. You look at the defensive line, you had uh, Sam Hubbard, you had Chase Young, you had Jeff Okuda. Um, all of these guys are playing at a high level in the NFL right now. In the back end, you had Jordan Fuller, who was drafted in the later rounds, was a captain on the Rams team who just won the Super Bowl. Uh, I think the defense was a little bit more sound, a little bit more aggressive in that 2019 team. That roster was absolutely loaded. Now, this, can have, this, this team has an opportunity to be really good. They have to figure out the tackles. They obviously got to pick a quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen until uh, probably fall camp. They do, have, they do have a lot of key pieces coming back, but as far as NFL talent, that 2019 team was absolutely stacked. Notre Dame fans want to know your thoughts on Javante Jean-Baptiste, a backup and who rotated, but is he a player that can help them? Absolutely. I, I, I definitely think he's going to be a guy that's going to come in there and provide some leadership in the locker room. He was loved in that locker room for uh, the Ohio State players. He learned under Larry Johnson, so the transition to him, to Marcus Freeman, he should be extremely uh, successful. Uh, I do think that he's going to be someone, I don't know if he's going to be a major impact player, but as far as helping, I absolutely believe he's going to be able to help that Notre Dame defense. And it's going to be kind of weird once Ohio State and Notre Dame match up next season, seeing him on the other side of the field because he's been, you know, in, in the program for quite a bit of time and seeing him through the media, talking to uh, the media and everything like that. He is a very personal kid. Everybody's going to love him at Notre Dame. So I hope nothing but the best for him, and he has an extremely successful um, you know, fifth year, sixth year over over there with Marcus Freeman. Is Ohio State's blueprint, and it's working, it clearly works, but they'll dabble in the portal a little bit, you know, here or there, but, but they don't, it's, it's not a big thing for them. They're not looking to patch up a bunch. Is that going to be their permanent blueprint for a while? I think that's just the way they go. Ryan Day is really big on culture. I know a lot of Ohio State fans will want them to be a lot more aggressive. I mean, if you go to the message boards on Twitter, any type there's, there's a big-name kid that goes into the portal, Ohio State fans are salivating, especially if it's a cornerback or an offensive tackle. 
They tried to go after some tackles. They uh, they were not successful in getting the guys that they want. I believe they missed out on six offensive tackles, so they were being aggressive in that aspect. I do believe they need to bring in at least one more tackle and maybe one to two more cornerbacks. But with, with the roster set the way it is, they had a lot of guys that came back that had the option to declare for the NFL. So I don't think Ohio State is ever going to be in the position to where they're taking six, seven, eight type of transfer guys because they really take a, a big emphasis on evaluating those high school kids and if they can keep them within the program, which that's why they always preach culture. If they can keep those guys in the program that they feel like they hit a home run on the evaluation, then for them it's just, okay, let's plug a hole here and there, but you're not going to see a major overhaul of the roster from the transfer portal. Josh in London, Ohio. By the way, Jay Book is with us. Buck Nuts, the site where Dave Biddle and all the folks preside. Josh in London, Ohio, says Jay Book, Marvin Harrison Jr., or Chris Olave. <laughs> I mean, those are two totally different wide receivers. Right. Uh, you, Marvin's a more of an outside guy. Chris can play in the outside, play in the inside. Two totally different body types. I mean, you, you, no shade to Chris, but right now I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. I look at the upside of him. I think he has the potential to be a, a future NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's that good. Chris Olave is smooth as silk. You saw what he did in the NFL. He had an excellent year with basically Andy Dalton throwing the, throwing the football to him. I think he had better quarterbacks his entire career at Ohio State than he had in the NFL. Uh, but I, I, I would take Marvin right now absolutely over Alave. Any thoughts on Michigan's offensive coordinator, Hunt? No idea where they where they go from there. Uh, Michigan is trying to get any type of information out of there. It's like trying to steal some gold out of Fort Knox. You, you, <laughs> we really don't even know what happened with the current offensive coordinator. We know there was some type of uh, computer crimes and he was relieved of duty. But where they go, I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure Sharon Moore, their, their offensive line coach, who's the co-OC, will have some type of input. He will still probably carry that OC title. But as you know, Bill, it's extremely difficult to be an offensive line coach and a, and a play caller. You need your offensive line coach down there on the field coaching those guys, uh, especially when the game is getting heated. So I, I would be curious to see where they go here. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they also elevate Mike Hart uh, to a play caller and let them split those duties and try to bring in a, another position coach. But who knows with Jim? He's the wild card. <laughs> Expect the unexpected when you're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Question here. Player at Ohio State that hasn't gotten a lot of playing time yet, but you think will break out, or it could be a couple. Yeah, I would say Sonny Styles, uh, the young for, <laughs> the, yeah. the young safety five star. Um, they really rave about him. He he is extremely athletic. He's a in the box safety, big big kid, two twenty two twenty five. But he's athletic enough to be able to hold his own in coverage and also play that that deep safety role. And then if you're talking about another safety, I'm talking. I'm going to throw Kai Stokes' name in there. Another highly regarded uh, kid that they are high on, four-star out of out of Florida. I just think those two are the future at the safety position. And then if you want to go down to the 
linebackers position, C.J. Hicks is due for a breakout five-star, uh, number one linebacker coming in the country. Really didn't get a lot of playing time this year. He had to cut his teeth on, on special teams. Ohio State will be returning their starting linebackers, and Jim Knowles is not a big proponent of rotating those guys. But I think C.J. Hicks, you have to find a position for him because I do think they're going to move Jack Sawyer back down to the defensive line where his natural position is. I do believe that he needs to have his hand in the dirt. He's not flexible and agile enough to play the jack position that Jim Knowles likes to uh, employ. And I think that's going to open up a role for C.J. Hicks, who's going to be an absolute terror He's up to about 240 right now, 6'3", 6'4". So with crazy athleticism, if you look at him, he looks like he's been chiseled from a Greek god or something. Um, so those are some of the younger guys that I think Ohio State fans are going to fall in love with once they see the field. Two things about Sonny Styles for everybody. Number one, he should be a high school senior right now. And number two, if you want a comp, and I don't know if he's this, but physically – He's Kyle Hamilton. That's yeah. what he looks like. Yeah. He's, he's big like that. You know, you think of Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton you think of a Cam Chancellor from Seattle, those types of big safeties. Right. Um, he played a little bit against Georgia, did extremely well. I thought we, even when he was matched up against Brock Bowers as a kid that's supposed to be in high school, he played really well, Bill. So just seeing that he can, in the limited time that he, he was able to get on the field against Georgia – you really didn't notice anything. And that's what you want to see as far as the safety. A guy that's not giving up a huge play where everybody's pointing at you and saying, hey, what happened here? He was able to get in there, execute the game plan, play at a high level. He's probably going to be penciled in as one of the starters at safety. And the safety position, you know, it was a weakness this year. I think they're going to have a lot of bodies there. So the competition this spring for those safety positions is going to be absolutely stacked and loaded, especially with Josh Proctor deciding to come back. One more for Jay Book from Buck Nuts. Recruit in the class of 24 out of Chicago, Justin Scott, was supposed to make an announcement here in just a couple of days, and Notre Dame was thought to be the leader. And he just tweeted yesterday, you know what, I'm postponing. No no dates. And I know, look, he's not a new name. He's the top-ranked 6'5", 320-pound D-tackle in this class. Buckeyes are in that, though. I know Michigan's in it. I know Georgia's in it. But aren't the Buckeyes in that, too, somewhat? Yes, uh, absolutely. Ohio State is in that recruitment. The fact that he postponed that, that's extremely – that bodes extremely well for the Buckeyes. That is coming off a visit from Larry Johnson. Um, so Larry was just out there uh, talking to him and his family. Soon after, he decided to uh, postpone that commitment. So if you're able to put, you know, the pieces together, that's what you want to see if you're an Ohio State fan. For this kid to slow down his recruitment, get him back on the campus, hopefully that you can, uh, you know, kind of push the envelope a little bit more. I do think they are trailing Notre Dame here, but I feel like Ohio State has a little bit momentum now that he's decided to push it off. And one thing that Dave and I talked about on our show, Bill, is the fact that Larry Johnson's out there on the road right now to go visit this kid, that tells me that Larry's probably going to be back. Yeah, Notre Dame's are having Notre Dame fans are having flashbacks on Keon Keeley about right now, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> J-Book, great job, buddy. See you. All right. Take care. There he is. J-Book does a fantastic job. 
job. I mean, that was A-plus excellence. 